When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, boss. Yeah, boss. Yo, Champagne Pappy here. <laughs> Pete Donaldson. How are you doing, Luke? I thought I was going to fight over the music, and I was prepared to do that. Okay. I'm all right. How are you? Are you up for a battle on uh, this early on a Monday? A rap battle? A rap battle. It's not that early for me. I've been here for like three hours, mate. I'm, right. I'm, well, I'm, I've been up and about. I've been I've been grafting. You've been you've been lifting by the look of it. I've been lifting. You know how I know you've been lifting this Why? morning? Because you've rolled your sle- shirt sleeves up. No, they're just up, they're just up by default. Like they're pinned. Oh, you think you're James Dean? I think I'm. Ja- I just want to have a little get a pack twenty of deck of fags in there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they call it? Twenty decks. I don't know. I don't, I don't smoke. I'm just trying to be, <laughs> trying to sound cool, aren't I? It's more like uh, who's oh. the bad man out of uh, out of the Simpsons? He's always got a, a pack of cigarettes. Mr. Burns. No, he's like a he's like a petty petty robber, petty thief. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. I know yeah. you mean. I'd I'd really love to see you in that t-shirt. 20 deco up, up your sleeve, a, a Vietnam War era hard hat with right. war is hell written on it in, yeah. in, in marker pen, yeah. cigarette hanging out your mouth. Taking his daughter to the prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't where Trying I was going with it, but you can. a slice of uh, apple pie. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. I think apple pie isn't, you know that people say as American as apple pie. Right. Originally, I think apple pie was invented during Henry VIII's time in England. Oh, right, okay. I think, I think. So... They, I think they've kind of first. our American cousins have perhaps adopted it, and it's now become synonymous with the American way of life. But okay, I believe it's uh, rooted in English culture. Okay, uh, kicking Native Americans off your property or their property mm. pie would possibly be more fitting. I don't around think about that time. I don't think the English. This is shaky ground for the English as well, mate. Yeah, no, we don't. Oh, yeah, no, we we don't win. Yeah. No, we no, we are no. the we are the worst. We had a hell of an empire, though. We had a good run, though, didn't we, Luke? Oh, <laughs> sun, it was brilliant. Sun never sets, Pete. <laughs> sun never sets, but apparently. <laughs> what have we got left? Do you both, I think uh, if, the, if British people are the worst, I think we are two of the worst examples of the worst. Because <laughs> we had potential and we yeah. pissed it away. We pissed it away. And now we're we stuck got, in this room together. We got given all of the bricks, and look what we're doing. We're in a room talking about you know shit. You can't even roll piss. your sleeves down properly. No. Yeah. Terrible. Um, uh, anyway, how, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, good. Uh, survived the onslaught, the battle of uh, Stuart Donaldson visiting. Oh, yes. He, so uh, the last our, our listeners will remember mm. is our intrepid hero, you. Mm. Our uh, protagonist was currently sleeping on the sofa at work because mm. his own father had usurped him. Yeah. And I've got an addendum to that that the listeners won't be aware of, but I'll just bring them up to speed. Your dad also sent you out for super glue, presumably to glue together the cracks in his fingers. Yeah, he's Because he's gone way beyond moisturiser now. He's got very dry hands because he handles paper all day because uh, he's like an admin assistant at a... At a it's like his retirement job, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's just part-time there. And uh, he has very dry hands and instead of moisturising, he decides to uh, glue the cracks together with super glue, which is... I know, and I realise this, demented. 
Yeah. Mm. What, so have you spoken to him about that practice? Well, he's left it with a lot of super glue and all that. He's found the one pound shop in London, which was in Camden Town, uh, to get some super glue. He went all the way to um, Camden Town to go to the Jewish Museum and uh, also buy some super glue as well. So. And the the one fact about super glue that everyone knows, but probably you don't. Uh, it's delicious. It was. Yeah, it's very good. It's it very warming. It's nice with the roast potatoes and a couple of <laughs> asparagus spears. No, it was invented during the Vietnam War as uh, a rapid way of gluing wounds together. Oh, nice. That's what it sticks your fingers so well. So I guess it kind of fits for me dad. It kind of works for me dad, I guess. Should, that, I mean, he's, should he's he be doing that? No, no, he shouldn't. And what did he say when you told him he shouldn't be doing that? Uh, he said, well, to be honest, I got back to my house on Sunday after a stag do in the morning and he had put some incredibly caustic chemicals on the toilet. Um, it was, it which was is needed, was worrying, it? Which is worrying. So yeah, is it like that scene in Breaking Bad where the body comes through the roof? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he'd done in the house, but he put some very uh, some some kind of soda down the uh, toilet, probably ruining my pipes. Did he enjoy um, Rich Hall? He did immensely, and he uh, he was annoyed with himself for not buying a CD at the end. Um, oh right! But I went on the website and just bought him a couple and sent them. So oh, that's nice of you. Good, good son, aren't I? Good did, son. Did he meet Rich afterwards? No, I think you could only meet him if you bought a CD. I think that's, oh. the, that's the ruse. When did we get that stage with a ramble? <laughs> we yeah. haven't any CDs. Yeah, we true. should just put all these podcasts on a CD and go, there you go. I've got a mate who, too, up, up until recently, uh, I don't know if he still does. Hmm. He probably doesn't listen to this, so he won't, he won't be able to tell me. I'll have to ask him separately. He, down, you said, I, I mean, up until very recently, right. he would download the podcast in an MP3 yeah. and burn them all onto CD Stick them in, the car. In, the car, in the car. I don't know yeah. how well you could get on a CD though. Probably only about three or four. Depends on if, I imagine modern or slightly modern CD players as of maybe 10 years ago probably had an MP3 function so you could fit more songs on. So I imagine you could fit a canny few before we went to 128k stereo um, yeah. sound, uh, you could probably fit a, Our a good few. Our files were only about 15 or 16 meg, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What is it, 74 meg on a CD? No, 650 meg. Oh, sorry. Get okay. with it. Sorry, get out. I will not continue this podcast. So you could probably get a good a good handful on there, mm. a fistful. Overwriting, you'd probably get 750 if will you've been really clever about it. Will that limit the quality, Pete? Possibly. You could re-encode. Okay. Good to know. It's you good could to know. Imagine, a three, I would say, 32 kilobytes per second monophile would probably be a little bit beyond the pill, but it would only be a couple of megs big. Mm. Um, on Monday, Pete, <laughs> the uh, winners of the 20... No, I say Monday, it's Monday today, but this is for people who maybe aren't listening... On Monday, the 15th of April. Hello. So for our purposes, for today, today, today um, the winners of the 2019 Pulitzer Prizes in Journalism, Fiction and Music will be named. Are we uh, up for one? I think, Are we in the frame? Is it, is it yet another oversight <laughs> by, the, by the good people Yet another, Pulitzer. Yet another blunder. Yet yeah. another snub. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, we can't get within, uh, I'm going to say it, Pete. A Nat's Chuff. We can't get within a Nat's Chuff. Nay, a country mile of the British Podcast Awards. <laughs> so imagine if you won a Pulitzer over and above that. Yeah. I would go to the British Podcast Awards with my Pulitzer. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm full, I've thanks. Mine. I've got full. mine. I'm I'd, full. I'd buy a seat for it. I'd pay the extra 80 quid or whatever it is to buy a seat there and put the Pulitzer in it. <laughs> mm. Unfortunately, um, as you well know, I am absolutely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aroused? Repellent. Oh. To, to to awards right okay I do a show on a Friday with Danny Kelly who's yeah. a brilliant broadcaster amazing it's an education for me every time mm. and he has three shows on TalkSport uh, two of them were nominated for awards at mm. the Radio Awards guess which one wasn't uh, the one that you're involved yeah, in yeah the one that well, I'm on so there you go it's life isn't it well it's one in the Eiffel Laura Woods as well so you know we'd, it's all 
You know, I, yeah. I think if anything, the judges are being sexist. <laughs> Sky Sports Laura Woods, I think, is going to be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, you I spent be. an hour with her earlier. She is a pro, and she's interviewing her. Fine. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely. not hanging out. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got a new story here that I am enjoying, uh, and to be honest, somebody got in touch and sent it to us uh, mere seconds after I read it, and I thought that would be a good story for uh, for, for the podcast. It's definitely up our street, but then Timothy Woolgar. Um, sent us a, a message. He's on the same wavelength as you. He's on the, he clearly is, or he certainly knows how, does it feel uh, to, how my brain works. How does it feel to be on the same wavelength as a man called Timothy? Rare. Rare. Very my rare. dad's called Timothy, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. What's his middle name? He's not got one. No. No. I've not got one. Have you got one? Yes. You know oh, yeah. So he So he thought he'd atone for the crimes of his sin, of his father, by giving you a middle name. I think he probably thought that some unused real estate. <laughs> And that, that mistake should not be made again. Okay, so like he put yeah. like a... Because your middle name is famously um, Diet Coke, isn't it? So. Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> Luke Diet no, Coke. Well, the full name is Luke Diet Coke. Uh, no, it's Luke... Diet Coke, never heard of it. <laughs> Pepsi, the choice of a new generation more. Right. Yeah. okay. Now, my middle name is Aaron, as you well know. Oh, yes, it is, yeah. Because yeah. it's not everything. That's all your usernames. It's my name, isn't it? I just think it's risky. You, you just leave yourself open to... Um, What's your middle? Impersonators. Don't have them. Yeah. Don't have one. My dad doesn't have one. It's not right. I don't see the point in not using it when it's been given yeah. to you as a name. I know. So oh, I use have, it. Yeah. Mine was, uh, mine was given to me in the 80s and it was like Bopal or something. <laughs> like really un- unfashionable company that doesn't exist anymore. Didn't your dad want you to be called Diggory? Yeah. I mean, that could have been my middle name. Pete Diggory not, Donaldson. It's not even a name. <laughs> it isn't it? Where did he get that from? I don't know. His brother's called Ralph. Ralph? Yeah, Ralph, which is like a northeast variant of uh, Rafe or Ralph. How do you spell it? I don't know. You don't I think know how to spell I, your I own uncle's it, name? It might even be... I'm never met him. Okay. Uh, they were probably his side of the family. Okay. Um, but uh, Ralph uh, was... Um, it's what North Easterners call, like... It's like a dickhead, you fucking Ralph. Like, it's it's, it's, right. an, it's an insult. And his name was literally an insult, you fucking Ralph. I've got... I mean, so t- speaking of problematic family, if we can pull that curtain back a little bit, okay. I've got a family member, who I'm not going to name, who I think is in jail for cutting the brakes on his wife's car. Yeah. You've never told that story on air. And I told I'm you that before. You told me that before, and I'm glad you've mentioned it now, because it's uh Was it way on your mind? Was it way on your <laughs> mind? <laughs> he, just, he just wasn't at a family function at one point. And I was mm. like, where is he? He's normally always here. Yeah. And then that, apparently that happened. Because he came back with oily hands. Yeah. I don't know what Stretch is doing, but I think people think when they see me on Instagram eating avocados and stuff, I think they think yeah. I'm quite middle class. But yeah. I, I'm, 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 maybe I am, but I don't I mean, come from that background. Lord, Lord Lucan can, uh, Lord Lucan's was pretty posh and he, he caused all kinds of bother, didn't he? Exactly. He ran off. So. Exactly. Anyway, Timothy. Murder is not, does not know class lines. No, class exactly. Lines. Yeah. If anything, if you're a bit posh, you probably think you can get with anything. Yeah. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, an unidentified man, age 40, is suing his parents for $87,000 for dumping his pawn collection. <laughs> Apparently, he'd been living with his folks following a divorce, but recently moved into his own home. When his folks delivered his stuff to the new digs, his 12 boxes of pornography, uh, magazines and films, were nowhere to be found. He called the cops, but the Ottawa con- country, uh, county uh, prosecutor would not pursue charges. In an email filed as evidence in the suit, the man's father wrote, I did you a big favour by getting rid of all this stuff. Apparently, yeah. uh, the pawn has an estimated value of $29,000, but the man is seeking triple financial damages. Is he single? Well, he is now. He's divorced. Oh, okay. Probably yeah. why he was divorced in the first... Well, you've got $29,000 worth of uh, pornography here. I just don't know if you... I mean, Limit, limited resale value. As passionate as you, a man or a woman, can be about their hobbies, mm. and I get that. Yeah. You know, you get people who develop, turn their whole homes into... Beer cans, things, and, and train sets, and everything. And yeah. I remember the guy who? Um, do you remember the story about the porn shed on this show a few months back, where the guy, um, his shed caught fire and it's full of porn. The porn magazines were going everywhere. Oh right, yes. So yes, yes. it reminds me of that. Mm. But 
I mean, your name's being dragged through the mud there, mate. Why would you? Why yeah, would what? you? I don't care how... Well, he's unnamed, so maybe he's allowed the... Um, that's going to come out. One of the cases done that's coming out, isn't it? One way or the other, that's coming out. Well, yeah. Well, you'll know that he's got 80, 89,000. I mean, that's a lot of money to sue you, your parents for. What would you do then if, say, you moved out of... Say you're, you're cohabiting with a wife or a right. girlfriend and you moved to another house mm. and she um, got rid of all your wires? <laughs> Similar situation. Yeah. I mean, I've always lived in like larger houses than I and then than I do now. So I've always had room for them. There's always been a little cupboard I can shove them in. So yeah. You but, but, but seriously, would that be a problem if someone got rid of all those wires? Do you need them? <laughs> um, no, because a lot of them are like for products that don't exist anymore. Like yeah. I found a a weird little. I think it's called a game pack. Um, like kind of console that you plugged in the back of the telly, and it had a little remote control sort of controller. It was like an Android based device. How old? I don't think I've ever plugged that in, Luke. How old? Five years, six years, maybe. What's your cutoff? Are you a hoarder? Do you think I just might come in handy one day? I've still got a GP32, which is like an unbacklit um, little games console that could play. It still took, it could play like old emulated games and stuff. And it Mm. took, um, before the SD card, there was the slightly larger, thicker ones that you'd kind of see every now and again in the the back of an older camera, like a video camera uh, that holds about two, four gigs, something like that. and before that, there was a very thin, and I can see you stifling a yawn here, um, no, a, very, a very thin kind of almost like um, uh, after it mint sized uh, kind of flat card. I forget what they were called. Right. MMCs maybe, I can't remember. But they were really thin and really large, uh, about the size of four poster stamps. And um, it still used one of those. And wow, I will never... It's not. That's you, not a wow moment. No, it's for just me. Got, I just drifted off for a second. Do you there. remember when um, mobile phone SIM cards were credit cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was my first one. But I, I, what I was trying to get to the smaller. bottom of is you go home, you look for a drawer full of wires or a cupboard full of wires, Aye. and you f- you come across, you happen across an old Commodore Garden mini jack to mini jack or HDMI to HDMI. Not gold plated, not high performance. They're always, they're always yeah. going to be. They're always going to be useful in a, in a pinch. So that's what they? you think. You think well, I need to keep these yeah. because of that. Yeah, I mean. So, I for could... example, why did then I have to shell out twelve pound to get an extended mini jack to mini jack cable for the studio when you probably have one at home? Because I would have to sell it to the company. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like me to start doing that, because you love all we're your because ch- you love all your children equally. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. <laughs> It's not handing out. Listen, never apologise for tech chat. Along with battery chat, people love it. I bought this iPad uh, for Japanese homework and now I can't do my Japanese homework. So that is why Japanese is so bad because we can have sounds like this. So, Sheikh, you're telling me that drinking camel's urine is part of the din? Ah, you don't get me wrong. Or sounds like this. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Julian Assange there. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a week of it, hasn't he? He has, yeah. yeah. He has had a right old week Bless of it. Him. By the way, before we go to the ad break, and then, oh. and as by, by definition uh, afterwards, the email section. Um, Tiger Woods, little mensch for Tiger Woods. He's, hasn't he done well? Done he was very well. emotional at the end of that, uh, and it kind of obviously mirrored the uh, uh, the embrace with his late father in 97. It did, and it I was think... very lovely. You're absolutely right, Pete. I couldn't agree more. And you know what? To get to the very top of your game, mm. any game, and no, ne- no, never mind something as competitive as as a, as a, as a world famous, world respected sport, mm. takes a lot of hard work, dedication, of course. And I just think it, it it won't go underplayed by the time this show comes out because I'm sure every newspaper will be covering it. But I hope when they cover it, they talk about it in the terms of a 22-year gap between mm. his first Masters and the Masters he won, which is one of the hardest things to win in any anything of sport, the one he won uh, yesterday. And not only that, to 
go to the depths he he, he went to and come back. Mm. Think, just think how much. It, generally speaking, I know I know he won majors. I think into about two thousand eight. So even then, it's still a 10, 11 year gap. Yeah. Think how much sport, sport moves on generally in a generation. If a generation say twelve years, mm. think how much sport moves on. Mm. Technology, new players coming through, um, better athletes. Everything gets better over time. Everything improves. If you watch a football game twenty years ago, it looks ridiculous compared to now. Mm. You watch uh, the hundred meter final at the Olympics in 24 years ago and watch it now. Yeah, watching that Harry's Heroes uh, nonsense on the telly where exactly. they took like, uh, footballers who, you know, Matt Letizia never really re- relied on speed, but he looks ridiculous even when playing like a, a young uh, d- d- women's uh, team yeah. or like a, a, or some under-16s or something. And for, and for Woods to, to climb that mountain again, Mm. Regardless of anyone's opinion about his personal life, which my my I, take on is irrelevant. I, I I don't understand what he did. what was his what were his crimes like not what were his crimes, but were they just you know he cheated a couple of times and that, yeah. that's so that's barely that's why he's tainted because he had some well, I, extramarital I affairs etc etc. Yeah, so, so there's 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 a couple of facets to it which I won't go into the detail because it will go be a forever. But it's that, mm. and there's also um, the the way he was treated by the US um, sports manufacturers sponsors. Yeah how he was hauled over the coals, how he was treated. Because really, it was a case of, in my opinion, it was a case of, and it was an extension of, in the UK, we love to build people up and knock them down. Yeah. Obviously, because he's a black man, a white-dominated sport, mm. he had to put up with that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. And they took quite a lot of pleasure, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, yeah. in him hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Um, but not, they always they say, like, uh, people of colour have to be twice as clean, twice as good. Well, they got but twice like, as far to full as, full yeah. as well. But you know, you know what? It's not even anything to do with that what it's to do with is take 97 where he won won the Masters take 2019 22 years later where he wins the Masters again that would be remarkable anyway Mm. but the man was in such a bad state that he had a fused back right right where he had to have quite invasive surgery where the doctors and the surgeons main concern were his quality of life and him Mm. being able to walk into old age right to go from that to being apparently, you know, allegedly um, having issues with painkillers, mm. being being caught under the influence with his car due to that, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not trying to gloss over any of that. I'm, I'm not trying to sort of cheapen or trivialise anything that he may have done wrong, any of his transgressions. But the arc is unbelievable yeah. for him to go back to the very top of the game again. The, just the determination, the hard work. He had to completely re- rebuild his golf swing. It's I, I think, and people can get in touch, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. In terms of sport, I think it might be unprecedented what he's achieved. Mm. And and that and, and Jack Nicholas, the other great golfer in history, clearly won majors over a, a large period of time and, and won more majors than Tiger Woods currently has. But I don't think he went through the adversity that Woods has been through. Mm. So I'd love to know if anyone thinks if it's if it's happened in that, on that scale before. Because to me, it feels like it's unprecedented. And that moment yesterday was one of, if not the most impressive comebacks in the history of sport. Is it better than when that golfer popped his ankle? He was involved. They upset me. Was, <laughs> he, he, was he playing? He was in the final group. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. He, he's he's back off. on top. You see what he did in the par three tournament? No. So he popped his ankle up last year in the, po- yeah, in the yeah, par yeah. three tournament. So when he turned up on the tee for the par three tournament this year, he had an ankle <laughs> air cast on. That's a bit of bants. A bit of bants. Little yeah. joke. Yeah, great. Oh, Good, right? He should have uh, just did a limp. That would have mm. been easier to administer. But one of the most uh, traumatic events of the last year or so for you, wasn't it, that ankle? Somebody sent me a Leeds United uh, fan who popped, who completely shattered his ankle, uh, bro- completely broke his ankle. Celebrating a, a goal. Celebrating a yeah, goal. That, it's, yeah. uh, it looks like a, a road 
Oh, <laughs> it God. looks like a, it looks like a rod in a, having two turns in it. It's so, oh, it's so weird. Don't want that. It's a mess. Don't want that. But don't want still a U-turn smiling, in your own ankle. In, you're still enjoying it. Still, uh, yeah. I imagine he probably would have had a beer maybe before or after. Yeah, there might have been. There might have been oh. some, something taken for medicinal purposes. <laughs> let's take a break and come back and then do some email. Oh, is that not the break? Oh, oh, so it's a new oh break. let's do another one. All right, then. let's do another one. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Julia Assange there. Yeah, I didn't make a note of the last ad break. So we'll okay, do right, well, that's no, an ad break. No, that is the, the ad break. Yeah. Uh, the maybe, definitive ad break. Maybe we'll do two ad breaks, get more money. Mm. Get some more bank. Um, hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address. It's my personal highlight of the show, reading other people's stories. Yeah. Um, so I other people's grot. Yeah. Um, Pete, why don't you go first, mate? All right, then. You were really enthusiastic about an email you read earlier, so uh, why don't you read that out? It's not this one. Uh, Kieran, uh, I am. Uh, I enjoy Kieran's email a lot. That's why I'm reading now. Hello, Kieran uh, Laverick, which is a beautiful name. Kieran what? Uh, Kieran Laverick. Very nice. Beautiful. Um, gents, enjoying the pod. Uh, one of the doctors uh, got on recently and half suggested a topic on something like people from school with surprising jobs. Not sure what he said exactly, but I like the idea because... Uh, a, a sniff of an idea from Kieran there. Uh, a lad at school once explained a theory on Kirkman's suicide to me in the most gory detail, including how you would shoot yourself with the gun he did. It was obviously a very long uh, barrelled um, shotgun. Who's this? Kurt Cobain. Oh, Kurt Cobain. Okay. Um, he also had an autopsy photo of, or he also had autopsy photos of Tupac on his phone. Uh, this is at the time when phones could only store minimal photos and, and at best, uh, one video or song. And to top it off, he knew the uh, full Zodiac Killer story, which happened a solid 25 years before we were born. Last week, I found out that he's uh, one of the t- uh, country's uh, top psychiatric doctors. And if I'm honest, 
I didn't see this, that coming. Uh, genuinely expected to see him on the six o'clock news or involved in some kind of manhunt. Big credit to him. What a block. And not as an expert witness. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely well, the for that one. Yeah. He's turned that around. Well, at least yeah. he probably had, a, yeah, obviously had an interest in the macabre. Yeah, He's exactly. turned that into a career. What am I doing with my interests? Exactly the same. Exactly. Just read them out. <laughs> Just in a not, different way. I refuse to read, read books or learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about this from Jordan? Hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, following on from your recent chat about imaginary friends, I thought I could contribute. When I was young, I invented my own world called Jordania. Mm. And I used to spend countless afternoons drawing maps of what this imaginary world looked like. Sounds like a budding J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm. Uh, and could probably still reproduce it today. This time in my life coincided with me falling in love with football for the first time. And I decided mm. that my made-up world needed its own football league. <laughs> I made up all the teams all the players, and acted out every match in my back garden. I'd like to pretend I've forgotten all the team names, but I can probably still name about 50 of them. <laughs> That's right, I made a second tier. Jeez. Some of them were rip-offs of real places and teams. Jordania United, Jordania City, Lundy, Kevlovic and Stamford. Kevlovic's so, a place, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, where you get the plane to it, Reykjavik, isn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, and some are relatively plausible team names, like Clearwater Town, Nimbus. Nimbus. And, <laughs> and Town. So I was looking at the clouds on the yeah. uh, red that one out. Some were utterly bizarre, though. Promotinos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is not... that. I presume they've probably never got promoted. Always always yeah. languishing in the second division. Chick Ponnell win. Chick Ponnell win. And Relegate No. Relegate No. <laughs> They were always in the uh, top top bracket. Some were just completely incomprehensible sequences of letters. Undofk, Split, Stritvat, and Caroliving. <laughs> but my favourite team is a team called Ulysses de la Cruz, which I blatantly copied from the Aston Villa player of the time. It's a great name. Mm. I used to think this was a very odd childhood hobby, but I made a friend in my late teens who it had turned out did exactly the same thing when he was growing up. So we promptly joined forces to hold a combined, completely made-up football competition. <laughs> Love the show. Keep up the good work. Jordan, well, a couple of my pals um, used to do that, but with Sabutio Leagues. They, they had their own team, and they had like filofaxes. Oh, nice. It yeah, was yeah. the 90s. Mm. Uh, with all the information of the teams and they named all the players. So I guess they took, I don't know, like a Man United Sabutio team, but yep. they, because it would just be red and white and they had the team name, had their, their players and everything mm. and they, and they, and they kept tallies of goals and all that kind of stuff. So I think nice. it's probably more common than you think. Enjoyable. I remember there was, did you do any of that sort of stuff, Pete? When you um, I did um, fantasy league by post. Oh yeah. That way I think they were all made up teams there and you would like buy and sell players and they'd each have, um, it was like really slow football manager where you'd make decisions on changing your team and stuff and they would be fed into a computer back at home base uh, and they'd work out how many um, points you'd got and they'd print That's home base, not the shop, not the shop, not the, sh not the shop home base. Maybe no. somebody did the work at, at home base, I yeah. don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't possibly Because uh, you, you, you didn't get into football till a bit later, right? No, yeah, 94 was my first World Cup. So you were so what, much 12, later than else, yeah. Okay, right. Much later than... Uh, so that was else. about that time when you did start doing that? Yeah, I started doing uh, football. I just got really into it one summer, obviously the World Cup, and realised that everyone had kind of left football behind they found it quite um, junior right. uh, and, I, and I just sort of fell in love with it rather late and I remember going to play at um, there was like the Brian on a football club like um, like a summer kind of do where every day you would go and play football for like five hours with uh, under the name of Brian Honor, the uh, famous Hartlepool uh, player, like a play scheme kind of thing. In the whole yeah, day. play yeah. scheme. I forgot about the word play scheme. That's wonderfully yeah. right. Basically, all we do at play scheme is table tennis and swimming. Yeah, massively, basically. Um, and uh, you, you, it was kind of tied into Hartlepool United as well. So you go, on, so the YTS lads had come down and have a kick around with you and stuff. And and I remember one of the one of the employees. Is that where you met company, Michael Brown first? 
No, no, never met him. <laughs> no. Okay. But uh, one of the, uh, I remember one of the staff members of Hartlepool United went, how old's that lad? And asked, and then they, it came down to me saying, how old's that lad? Because I was playing against people who were much younger than me like, by a good couple of years. Right. And I went, oh, I'm, uh, I'm 14. And he went, oh, okay, right, fine. Kind that's of, that's kind where my football, that was my sliding doors moment of becoming a footballer. Kind of the reverse of when a really good player gets spotted and they're like playing with kids three or four years older <laughs> yeah, than me. Exactly. You were doing the opposite yeah, exactly. of that and just tearing it up. <laughs> Everyone called me Beardsley because uh, I had uh, Beardsley written on the back of my shirt. And so some people in could town still me know me as Beardsley. Officially as well. Yeah. All my opinions. All your employment record. All my employment record. Same same club for the next last uh, 20 years. Uh, hello to uh, Josh. Hello, gents. Uh, just emailing in about the troubling story of Rod Hull's on stage interactions. Oh, so Rod Hull, we talked about on Thursday, <laughs> and you talked about him essentially interfering with a child. He wasn't via interfering it now. Emu was the vehicle. Yeah. No, he just grabbed, he went to grab his uh, junk and said, Ooh, Emo's found a worm. A little innocent. Innocent joke from a more innocent time. How innocent is that out of ten? It, it's a six. <laughs> and ten is it's the most innocent. Six. Ten is the most innocent. One is the not. Yeah. Okay. Either way, it's not. It's, 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 it could be better. Yeah. Either way, it could be yeah. better. Okay. Uh, basically, um, um, it reminds me of a renowned uh, tale in my family that, due to its odd connotations, has found itself being a strange rite of passage tale told to us grandkids when we're all deemed adult, adult enough to handle it. Um, this is from Josh. Uh, it's not the opinions of a Luke Peach show. Uh, it must have been early in Mr. Hull's career, as my nan was a young lass at the time of visiting a variety shot at Bridlington Spa in the budding days of the northeastern uh, seaside tourism. Uh, late in the show, a young Rod Hull and Emu took to the stage, and suddenly the Emu locked eyes on my nan and with rod in tow lunged towards my nan in the audience at this point my nan being frankly terrified by the peculiar situation made a dart for the woman's room uh, thinking this would be a safe haven from the emu and children's entertainer in close so pursuit that, now he's chasing an elderly woman no uh yeah but this surely the nan was a young lass at that time oh okay yeah right, okay okay um <laughs> my nan being terrified by the peculiar situation ran to the lass's toilet um however this apparently did not phase hull uh, as he chased close after her only to carry her back out over on his shoulder once back on stage the comedian proceeded with his routine as if nothing out of the ordinary had occurred i can't imagine how the ordeal translated to the annoying audience but i don't manage this, this would go i don't imagine this would go down well uh, right now in 2019 yeah yeah how do you feel about that um, I don't think it's as bad as the, my story from my friend. Yeah. No, it's not. It's no. nowhere near, I don't nowhere near bad as bad. Um, I, don't, I don't want to besmirch a dead man's name, but this story no. team, too, uh, too Luke and Pete, uh, not to email in about, says uh, Josh. Um, and one thing that is worth mentioning is is the circumstances surrounding Rod Holt's death, because yeah. our international listeners won't know anything about this, mm. right? Do you, know, do you know how he died? Yeah. He was... Um, what match was he watching? During the second leg of the Champions League quarterfinal between Inter and Man United mm. in 1999. So the year that United obviously went on to win it. Um, he climbed up onto the roof of his bungalow in uh, Winchelsea near Ryan, East Sussex to adjust the aerial. Oh, what an analogue death. <laughs> and um, he slipped off the roof and fell through a greenhouse. Mm. Um, and sadly um, fractured his skull and had catastrophic chest injuries and was pronounced dead on arrival at hospital. Yeah. Um, the coroner in that case was called Alan Craze. Alan Craze, C R A Z E. Nice. I like yeah. that second name. That's wonderful. I don't know if that should be a coroner, should it? <laughs> hey, no one's a determinism can't, and all that. Can't do, any, can't do any damage. Yeah. Can all right. Well, listen, what about this? And just finally, one to squeeze in before we go from Tom who says, um, that's Alan Brazil popping the champagne. <laughs> says, uh, hi guys. 
That's nice. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, hearing the recent chat of dogs in school reminded Yay. me of my own experience with this. One morning, not one, but two dogs burst into our main reception and started running around, generally going mad. This wasn't a very large area, and it was already quite full from kids getting into school and going to their first lessons. To add to the chaos, they then started to try and fight each other. And while some kids cheered them on, some tried to get out of the way, and others simply didn't have any idea what was going on. I can imagine some one particular um, kid... Like business-minded kid started running a book on it, <laughs> ringing up a, having one of those calculators with a receipt on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and advisor. the visor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give you two to one. I give you two to one on, 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 on the German Shepherd. Two to one on the German Shepherd. <laughs> anyway, a couple of teachers, seriously, do not get involved in dogfighting. No. Uh, a couple of teachers and the security guard managed to eventually get them outside and shut the doors. All the students went to the front of the reception which is basically a large glass wall, to watch what we presume would be a continuation of the fight. It wasn't. Dogs in school, large glass wall. In the time it took to get them kicked out of the school, they'd obviously settled their differences and then proceeded to start shagging in front of all of us. (laughs) Needless to say, we found all this very amusing and laughter filled the reception area. The teachers, who I'm sure probably were trying their best not to laugh too, then had to usher us all out and into our classes. Needless to say, again, um, a very eventful start to the day. Cheers, Tom. <laughs> Tom says needless to say quite a lot, but that's fine. It's a good story. That's fantastic. Yeah. I just, you know, I think that taught the kids a um, a curious lesson that love can build a bridge and, you know, war ends, love begins. Between your heart and mine. Between your heart and mine. Don't you think it's time? Don't you, you think, think it's time? time. Um, my friend had a dog who always used to try and have sex with a skateboard. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they will shag anything, dogs, won't they? It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's crazy what they get I would to. not want to put my penis near any grip tape. That's all I'm saying. That is literally yeah. sandpaper. Sandpaper is just... Terrible choice. And, and obviously, given the age that we both are, mm. when I say he tried to have sex, kept trying to have sex with a skateboard, right. you know what skateboard I'm talking about, yeah? Uh, like a big, chunky big cheese one, bod. Yeah, called. with yeah. the um, like the buffers on the bottom of it. And yes. The pointy end. I forgot and... about the buffers. They were, I used to have a Ninja Turtles one that when I got of age, I thought, that's too childish. I'm going to paint it um, a weird silver colour that my dad had some silver paint and then I drew the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, logo on it with a, a sharpie even though I didn't really know who the Red Hot Chili Peppers were <laughs> so there you go and that's how you got to the office today isn't it <laughs> <laughs> they were so un- Michael J Fox they were unworkable those skateboards just yeah. the wheels the trucks were dreadful on them they're Absolutely nowhere near dreadful. what you ex- what you are used to seeing like Tony Hawk or Rodney Mullen <laughs> riding they're, they're like completely different oh uh, Rodney Mullen yeah, what a, what a legend. What a legend. What a legend. I was at Stag Do uh, over the weekend and we went to a bar uh, that uh, had um, arcade games and also consoles and stuff. I destroyed uh, my partner at, um, uh, my, my skateboarding partner at uh, Tony Hawk's. I absolutely destroyed poor Ben. Did you? Yeah. It's even even Arfcott. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or the original? It was the original on, on uh, PlayStation. It actually made the real world seem a bit too real for a little while because the, the frame rate on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 in split screen, dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Um, I saw a video of a guy this week uh, at some sort of convention mm. um, playing, it looks like a Resident Evil kind of game, but the arcade version. Right. And he's playing both sides with two guns. Nice. Absolutely killing it. Classic. Gunslinger. <laughs> Gunslinger. My favourite my shooter. What's better than What's better than um, doing that? Um, well, there's a game called... Have um, a girlfriend. Ele- <laughs> or I a think boyfriend. it's called Elevated death machine or something where it's like a, an elevator and every like um, few seconds the elevator doors will open but the elevator doors it's a Japanese uh, arcade machine and the um, the elevator doors are at, like actually physical elevator doors oh, cool. in front of the screen that sounds it's really great. exciting yeah oh. and what, what normally is behind the doors can be anything well yeah I just I, I, I want to know what happens when the doors 
I want to get rid of the doors to see what happens to the computer behind it. What happens? Of course when. you do. Of course I do. Give, you want to have a look on the inside, see how the magic see happens. See how the magic happens. Yeah. One of my favourite YouTubers, are, uh, it's called Boundary Break, where they take uh, modern video games and then they freeze it in time and then float around the map and see what um, things the designers have hidden behind walls and stuff like that. There's always something. There's always something. And you you find sort of really iconic scenes, uh, like the, the actors coming into frame. Yeah. Um, like they'll just be hiding behind the door for ages and they'll yeah. just be stood in like a reference pose like that and it's like it really breaks all of the magic that's weird yeah um, my favourite uh, YouTube subscribe is Test Pilot Monkey he's got 150 subscribers <laughs> and he spends all his time playing through BBC micro games oh that's nice I watched the entirety of him walking through Citadel uh, over the weekend <sighs> which was Citadel about man? 40 minutes of my time that was Citadel, um, okay. but I shall definitely be going back in for Repton uh, Frack and probably, Frack. probably Daredevil Dennis as well. Oh, it's like a it's like a Doom like game, is it? Or is it? Are you talking like a side on sort of thing, Citadel? Yeah, yeah. it's a platform game, a very platform. rudimentary platform oh, okay. game. Okay, yeah. there was a there was a ZX Spectrum that was a bit like a Doom game, basically. I had a BBC Micro because my dad, I think, got it from his brother who was a teacher at the local school. <laughs> that that's naughty. Yeah, that's naughty. Spare, spare one. one. Spare one. Yeah, I like a guy on uh, finally for now. And um, my final YouTuber is a bloke called. Let's have a look here. Um, he's bald and bankrupt and he just basically goes around Eastern Europe and India uh, just being rather friendly uh, he's a bit of a he's 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 alright he's a bit much sometimes as YouTubers sometimes are uh, but he just goes around places like Belarus and uh, parts of Russia just sort of uh, talking to locals and just hanging out with them and having a drink um, but one of the things I noticed in one of the ex-Soviet kind of graveyards is that the a lot of the fancier gravestones have like a little kind of like a partition where you can and, and a chair and a, and a desk where you can sort of sit and have a little drink on the person's birthday and toast him that's nice that's really nice why don't we have that here like a little chair you sit down and like have a little drink with your I friend. want a um, Viking sea burial <laughs> that's what I can want can I do the um, is, is, that, is Viking sea burial you have the flame yeah, yeah if I'll... you learn how to do that properly yes you can do it <laughs> I'll just find some way of cheating <laughs> if you can fire it through your the tears streaming <laughs> out of your eyes my hands are so slippy because the tears <laughs> <laughs> alright let's get out of here Pete on All that right. sombre note sombre. we're back on Thursday of course mm. um, which I guess will be the 18th of April yeah. Thursday look forward to that I look um, forward to me being three days older have a lovely week get in mm. touch Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. We'd love to hear from you. Keep checking at LukeandPeacher on Twitter for all your battery chat. Well, a couple of new players entered the game, by the way. Okay, any last week? Head? I can't remember. You usually have such a good memory, Luke. I'll find you out for Thursday. Yeah, right. Cheers, guys. This was a Radio Staccato production.